Hi, I'm Dave Plisky, and this is For You and For Me, an alternative way to listen to Monsignor Kieran Harrington's homilies. We are back after an unexpected two-week hiatus where Monsignor was sick and I was traveling. This past Sunday, we heard a prophecy from Isaiah, praise for the Lord from St. Paul in Romans, and Peter's confession about Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew. Monsignor begins with a meditation on this passage. He explains the context around God's conversation with Shebna in Isaiah, and he leads us to acknowledge how we as Catholics can put our money where our mouth is, literally. Also, from now on, the audio quality may sound a bit different on episodes where we don't have a live mass recording, given our changing schedules, Monsignor and I are finding it easier to collaborate separately. One experience that many confessors have is that when a person comes to confession, they don't confess their own sins, but they confess the sins of everybody around them. We all will hear stories of a person who comes in and says, Father, my wife is terrible. My husband is horrible. My kids are very disrespectful. My neighbors are the worst. My boss is a bum. It is typical for a person to come into confession and begin not by looking at their own sins, but looking about the sins of everyone around them. And of course, that sort of misses the point. St. Matthew kind of gets to this question. Notice that when he asks the apostles uh, the question, Jesus asks the apostles the question, he says, who do people say that I am? And they immediately say, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, some say one of the prophets. Jesus is not really so interested in what people are saying about him, because he gets to the heart of the matter. And he says, but who do you say that I am? He asked this question of them, and the first person they're required to respond, and and it's Peter who's the first, and he used to say, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And notice he says, the Son of the living God. Jesus says, upon that confession of faith the church has built, upon that confession that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, that's what the faith is built upon, that confession of St. Peter. And I think that that is significant because Peter speaks in the first person. Who do you say that I am? Peter responds. This then is the question for you and for me. Who do people say that I am? Now, in our rhetoric, we can often say that Jesus is our Lord, Jesus is our Savior. But in practice, the question is, is how do we attest to that? And so here's a little test for you and for me. How much time do I spend in prayer? How much time have I spent with the Lord? Then I can give you a sense of who do people say that he is. If I say that he is the Lord, he is the Son of the living God, I want to spend a lot of time with him. So how much time do I spend? Here's another little test. How much money, my resources, how much of my resources have I used uh, for the building up of the kingdom? Jesus made it very clear to us. Clothe the naked, feed the hungry, visit the prisoner. Do I use my resources to further those goals? If I say with my tongue, Jesus is the Lord, am I actually accomplishing that by what I'm doing? This is the challenge for us. You see, today Jesus is asking, who do people say that I am? But that's not the question he really wants to get to. Who do you say that I am? And when Peter is able to articulate in the first person who Jesus is, the Christ, the Son of the living God, that transforms his life. What's the problem for many of us who are Catholics? We know a lot about God. We know about our faith in the third-person sort of way. We can speak about it clinically as we would know a subject, but we don't know the man. We haven't had the relationship with the man that changes our life. 
But, you know, the challenge that we face is not simply the challenge that we face. It's the challenge that the people have got to face for many, many years, for centuries. And, in fact, we hear a little bit about that in Isaiah the prophet. Of course, Isaiah asked this question of Sebna, who's the master of the palace. In other words, he's sort of like the treasurer of the palace. The reason why... Uh, Shebna runs kind of afoul of the plan of God. Shebna is kind of agitating for an alliance with Egypt, Israel having an alliance with Egypt uh, to protect against its enemies. And, and that's against what God has called us to. God called the people of Israel to recognize that their state is not simply a political state which exists on their own cunning and strength, but rests in their confidence in God. And what was happening in the, uh, for the people of Israel is, is that as they were increasingly growing as a nation, they were becoming reliant on power and relationships and diplomacy and intermarriage. And it was adulterating the faith. And so what Isaiah was calling the people to is complete and utter reliance upon God. Now, the people of Israel facing a threat of an invader would say, that's crazy. We're not going to simply uh, rely on God. We're going to make an alliance with the Egyptians because they're, they're a strong nation and we can better defend ourselves. But by doing that, they betray that they don't have confidence in God. We do the same thing when by the use of our resources, whether it be our t time or our financial resources, that we do not put God, prioritize God in our life. This is really the challenge that we face with the sacred scriptures today. You know, if we want to ask, who do we say that I am? Who do you say that I am? We say who Jesus is by the use of our most precious resource, our time. How much time do we put into Christ and our relationship with Christ? And we say who he is by how much we use our resources, our financial resources, uh, in terms of the building up of the kingdom. St. Paul, when he speaks to uh, the Romans, says, Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How inscrutable are his judgments. You see, uh, when we're a person of faith, sometimes faith requires us to do things which are seemingly unreasonable. Think about the martyrs. The martyrs give their life for Christ. It seems inscrutable that one would not do whatever it takes to preserve one's life. But for the martyr who recognizes the power of the relationship of God, uh, they are willing to lose their life in this life so that they might gain it for eternity. Christians all throughout the world make that choice today. If you were to go to Syria, if you were to go to Iraq, if you were to go to other parts of the Middle East or China, Christians in Africa are making the choice for Christ with their life, and it goes against reason. Convert, and you'll be saved. Confess the name of Christ and lose your head. And so they confess the name of Christ. But for we who are a little, as I would think of myself, a little fat, a little lazy, what sacrifices do we make? We will be able to tell our answer to the question that Jesus asked, who do people say that I am? by how we use our time, and by how we use our resources. May God bless you. Who do you say that Jesus is? Thanks for joining us today. For You and For Me is brought to you by DeSales Media Group. If you like what you hear, rate and review us on iTunes. It makes a big difference. We should be back on schedule now, so I'll catch you next week. Till then, for Monsignor Karen Harrington, I'm Dave Plisky, and these are his words to live by for You and For Me.